This is episode 67. Welcome to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Helping you keep your finger firmly pressed on the decking industry, the people in it, and the information you need to master the backyard. And now, and now. host of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, Shane Chapman. Welcome, everybody, to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Shane Chapman, Wade Laurent. Good day. Light up your life today. Here we go. <laughs> What's with the, uh, nobody got to see this, but you, you did the lasso over the top. What's going on? You pumped up today? <laughs> I did the lasso <laughs> over the top. Yeah, I am a little bit pumped up today. Well, I was throwing this on, uh, Instagram live and I, so I guess I did that for the camera, even I though see. you can't see that yeah. on the podcast. Typically. Usually you're not very animated. You're like, your voice is animated. Well, usually your personality, like your Usually you just sit here like a bump on the log and then talk real loud. But today we got yeah, big frown on my face. Out. But you, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why we don't record these on video because I'm just not a happy guy when we're doing so it. Just sound really happy. Grumpy all fake the time. it. Uh, anyways, we got the we got the live going on Instagram today. So a couple guys in here. I've got a comment to my hoodie already. This wasn't intentional. I was painting today, and so I've got my G Tape G Nation hoodie. Oh, from, you didn't have from uh, the past. And uh, so you didn't have a Calgary Flames or a Stampeders jersey. I didn't. No, I didn't. We uh, should tell everybody about this, the new hire that we have. That's man. We so we've hired a guy to run our store here, and he's a Stampeders fan. So that's unfortunate. You don't. For people not from here, they might understand how much of a violation of trust that is. They absolutely understand. It's like if you're familiar with sports, you understand rivalry. Fair. And so yeah. the Rough Riders have two teams that I would say there's a fairly big rivalry with. And it's I've got, like, when he shows up to work with Stan Peters beyond, I have an intense, <laughs> intense desire to wipe my ass with his clothes. It's like three days in a row. And now I know he's doing it. It's like our bookkeeper, Brandy. She wears Montreal Canadian stuff in because she knows it drives me crazy. I just like... And I don't care. Like, I don't have a dog in that fight. Like, in hockey, I don't really follow anybody too much. So that doesn't bother like, me, but... I just don't like the Canadians. And it's... I don't know. I hate the Flames because I'm an Oilers fan, so I hate the Flames. Yeah, that makes sense. But I also don't like Montreal. I sure. don't know why. So, anyways. Um, today's topic, though, we thought we should get back to, we've had a lot of goofing around lately. There's been a couple ones that weren't, but we've done yeah. some goofing around. And so today we're going to get back to, uh, th- well, I'm giving it away now. People on the Instagram are going to know what our topic is before the podcast gets posted. That's okay. Maybe they'll tune catch. in. Uh, we're going to give you 13 reasons why you might want to build a composite deck instead of a wood deck. We went back 66 episodes and we've never actually discussed this. I'm sure it's it come up. It should have been the first one. Yeah. Like I'm sure it's come up when we're just talking about it. Like when we're doing the podcast, we probably give reasons why. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's one of those things that was like so obvious that we didn't think to yeah. make it a topic. But today we're going to do that. We're going to give you 13 reasons. And we'll break them up. There's a couple of reasons if you're a contractor, a couple of reasons if you're a homeowner. Yeah things to help you sell it sure yeah. so yeah but, but before we do that but first but first what's happening in simcoe boy big snowfall in simcoe on friday big snowfall they're talking like somewhere between 40 and 50 centimeters of snow i don't know what that is in inches <laughs> simcoe's on here he's loves is he? it. he's all excited <laughs> for simcoe news <laughs> so the other thing that you might not know is that credit to joey too but for the for the intro there the, yeah the What's happening? In Sim- What's his? happening in Simcoe? Oh, great, great call. We have to phone. We have to call him and get him to actually put this in for us, like Bluetooth this in. Yes, we need okay. to record it. So, Midland residents are soon going to be able to reliably track your snow plows. So, not only is it important to know that you have snow plows that are removing the forty to fifty centimeters of snow, you want to know where those snow plows are, like your Uber driver, right? And so, the town is upgrading a software system to use a municipal fleet in order to collect better data and improve road maintenance and track tracking abilities. So they already have GPS on these snow plows and now they're going to integrate it with some software, put it on the city's website and you'll be able to watch where the snow plows are. Simcoe is leaps and bounds ahead of people. Yeah. Or nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, here you're watching on Instagram, but you don't get to hear the sound effects on Instagram, right? So what, help me understand this a little bit. So you can watch, you can see where the snow plows are going to be. Does it show no, you where they are? Yeah, sorry, where they are. But does it show you where they're going to be or what's the point? I don't know. 
I like, was I wasn't the one who did the article. I'm I get the value if it's like if it's like when's my street gonna be done? You can look and it's like, oh, it looks like they're twelve hours till so they're maybe, at my street. But if it's just where they currently are, maybe they already have like a snow clearing um like schedule. You know what I mean? You have like priority roads and then secondary roads and then third. Yeah. And so you could might like you could might be able to watch along and be like, Can okay. I log into this? Or is it like geofenced off? I like, don't know. I don't know. Kind of no, no, I don't know that it's actually active. It just sounds like they're working on it. They're going to get GPS tracking on their snow plows because <laughs> the trucks already have GPS. This is even on funny them. to me now that we spent this much right? time talking about it. It's all town in Ontario we've never been to. But uh, <laughs> Oak and Turf says the <laughs> ultimate snow plow news podcast. <laughs> so. <clears throat> Simcoe loves it. Mike from Simcoe loves it. Oh, man. Anyways, that's good. Was there any other news that happened this week? Like, this is spring, and they're talking about adding snowplow like, software. That's good. Yeah. So here- Of course there's news, it's but I'm not plus eight today. No, it was plus eight yesterday. Six today. Which is like, what, 45 degrees? That's a decent February 29th. Oh, leap year yesterday. Leap year. Mm, today. Today? Yeah, this is the bonus day. So we've got nothing but pluses in our future for a bit, I think, like for highs course yep. at night it dips into the minuses but. yeah but that's good though we got to get rid of some snow sell some decking that's right so but simcoe is going to get a snowfall you said it's happening right now started friday started friday mike you're getting pounded with snow right now apparently from what the news is telling us so that's what they say anyways that's what's happening in simcoe <laughs> i don't know how long we'll do this but i think it's pretty funny. i don't know either <laughs> maybe until the next time dave and joe you're on or until the next time mike's on maybe so anyway, um, we're getting better at this six minutes and we're going to get to the topic today. TikTok. The topic today, top 13 reasons why you might want to build a composite deck versus a wood deck or a composite deck over a wood deck. Uh, so let's get after it. Number one, these are not in any sort of order. This is not like the best reason to the 13th best reason. They're just like how they rolled off our tongues. Yeah talking about it. So, um, tail end, Mike says from Simcoe tail end, they're catching the tail end of that storm. Oh, so yeah. okay. that's good. Good. Yeah. Phew. You didn't get the 50 centimeters. <gasps> Eric joined in. Eric He's a regal join. star. Look at him. Yep. Okay. Let's get after it. Number one is the look, the aesthetic, the colors, the ability to match your decking to your house. You can do that with composite decking, little tougher with wood. I mean, wood goes with everything. So let's not pretend that like, that it can't work with your house. Of course it can. Woods, like natural. I wonder what type of position we should take on this. Like if I should take like a, every time we talk about wood, I should like slag it and be like, it's, you should spit negative on the floor. <laughs> wood <Yeah>. deck. <laughs> so, um, yeah, anyways, I mean, it's just like, it can look great. So you can stain wood. You can do all kinds of things with it and make it match your house or make it complement your house. Yes. But but if you, you want some like some wild colors, like if you want, it's it, it would take a lot of effort to get, other than painting wood, which you don't want to do. No, because then it peels off and looks like. But if you have like a dark slate with kind of like a bluey tint house, like it's easy to find a composite that'll line up with that. You can get yourself a Winchester gray or yes. something like that to, yep. to make that work. You, to do that with wood would probably require painting to get that vibrant of a color and then it's just going to peel and flake off and you're, you're up shit's Creek. Yep. And so... Yeah, and then you're like, it's so much work, right? When it peels off like that. Some of the stains yep. will actually like penetrate in. And I think if you're trying to do, you know, some light browns, medium browns, light grays, you can do a penetrating stain and and yep. get a good color, but you're not going to get anything vibrant out of that, right? So Yeah, it's always a tint. It's not, yeah. you're not going to get a popping color. You can add a lot of tint into it, but right. anyways, so, and then of course tying into that before we move to, cause you kind of mentioned the next one, but long-term it's still going to like, those colors are going to last correct. nowadays. Yeah. Like you get a deck today, you get yourself a Trex spice drum or whatever it is, a fire on beach house. It's going to look like that in 10 years still. As long as yeah, it might fade a little bit, but it's whatever, like but not, it's certainly not going to fade lots. Right. Yeah. So you'll still a It'll still identify as a spice drum deck. When it's <laughs> well, you don't know that. It's 2020. <laughs> it's 2020. Did you see there was, um, so this is funny. I can't remember which airline it was. Now we're getting off track and back into the news. There was some airline in the States, American Airlines maybe, that po that tweeted out that they were like, we're changing our policy. You can now self-identify as whatever, whatever gender you want on your when you're checking in or when you're booking a flight. Okay. And they're like, so we're open for business to all types of people and the, as if some guy reached before some guy replied replied to their tweet and was like great i'm gonna self-identify as a check like a, a piece of 
carry on luggage so that I can fly anywhere for 30 bucks. Deal? <laughs> uh, that was pretty witty. Um, Instone Products is laughing at us already. I'm not sure what part, but anyway. Uh, number two is the obvious one, the no maintenance or low maintenance. They want to say now, cause they're all scared to say that there's no maintenance. Cause you gotta <sighs> wash it sometimes. Silly. That I, I will continue to say that it is a no maintenance product because I don't consider my like jeans or clothes or my underwear to be made or your car. Like, you like yeah, you have to wash it, it's what, but you don't have to paint it. You fill it with gas. And it's like, Oh, so it's so much maintenance. It's like, yeah. no, it's like that shit you do. You're an adult. Yeah. So the no maintenance slash low, no, sorry, slow slash. Oh boy. Let me get after that. Hey, <laughs> well, I got to make sure that we got to, the there we go. Off. <laughs> um, no maintenance slash low, low maintenance. Just what didn't get it out again. But mm. what we're talking about here is like, you don't have to stain it. You don't have to That's right. do anything to maintain the appearance of it. Yeah. Aside from washing it off. Fiber on on their website says that the average composite deck is going to consume about two to four hours of your time every year, which is just pressure washing it, washing it off. Right. Whereas a wood deck is going to consume like eight times that 16 to 20, sorry, 16 to 32 hours. Because with a wood deck, if you want to keep it looking good, you're probably going to have to potentially strip it each year, clean it, re-oil it, restain it, whatever yeah. you're going to do. There's a lot of work involved in if keeping it. If you're stripping it and staining it each year, you have talked to the wrong people. Somebody has sold you also true. Somebody has sold you a product that is not what you should be using. You should be using a penetrating oil that you can just like reapply every year. Yeah. Not strip it and sand it and blah blah blah. So yeah, for sure. Anyways. But anyways, that's the biggest benefit. That's why people want composite decks. That's a huge Most one. of the time is the maintenance factor. It's just like, it just looks good by itself. doesn't take much work. So I can, like, I devil's advocate that lots of times when I, when I know somebody has really, like, pushed their, their limit on their budget to try and get into a composite deck. And it's like, you know what? Like, you can do a cedar deck. How about you do cedar or you do treated and use a penetrating oil and then do aluminum handrail? Cause that's where all your time is spent, right? On those balusters yep. and the posts and the rail. It's like, holy 100%. it's smokes, easy to oil a, a deck. Yeah. Like and a deck so surface. It's not like pick yourself you up a deck be, boss. That's right. You shouldn't be scared of that. Right. Take a, take your stain and a deck boss or a, like a good seven inch brush or a pad. And it, that's not a 32 hour project that it, that's a one afternoon. Yeah. A couple beer and boom, done. Sure. Keep the kids off the deck and then, the, and then it's great. Like, yeah. So it's still something. It's, it's still, still an afternoon of work that most yep. people don't want to have to worry about That's doing, right. but, uh, and it's a cost, right? It is a cost. Number three is the longevity and the lifespan of this stuff. So a lot of these products are coming out with insane warranties being the next one, but, um, they're going to last a long time. Probably going to outlast you in that house. Most people don't stay in their homes anymore for 30 years. 50 yeah, years that's right. and that's yeah. you know and this stuff's all plastic it's not going anywhere yeah. um whereas a wood deck nowadays we often hear about the you know yeah, 20 years the wood's not super dense anymore it's oh, like earlier a, yeah. harvesting on this stuff it's just not lasting like it used to yeah. people are saying they're going back and finding um decks they've installed six years ago and replacing rotten components so that's not what's supposed to happen but you know, the treatment's supposed to last a little bit longer than that. But the reality of the situation is you'll be hard pressed to make it last more than 15 years anymore. Yeah. Um, whereas before, like we've replaced 30 year old decks that are still in okay shape Yeah. and that's just not happening anymore. So the longevity of these products is, uh, much longer on the composite slash PVC side than it ever could be on a wood deck, unless you're going to go with a hardwood, but we're talking for the most part uh, versus pressure treated here. Yeah. I think that's probably what we should talk about, right? Cause yeah. when you start to talk about those like a thermally modified wood or that Moso bamboo or, you know what I mean? Like the bamboo composite, if you will, like those yeah, are, if you get into an EPA or something, that's 75 years. Sure. Like you're, that's also going to last. Yeah. It doesn't burn. It, yeah. It's like, it has a, <laughs> it has a burn rating. It's like, yeah, oh, that's crazy. The point of this list Fire though rating. is for like, is it worth spending the extra money for composite? And in the case of EPA, you're not spent like, it's the same price as composite. Yeah. Do what you want. Then. So this is more kind of like versus cedar slash treated kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, number four is the warranties. So we mentioned this already, but a good composite from a good manufacturer is not going to come with less than 25 year warranty. Correct. There are composites out there that'll come with 15. They're usually crap. Yep. Um, 
So the good brands, the Fibrons, the Trexes, the Timurtex, the Decorators, et cetera, they're all coming with 25 to 50 year warranties on some of the products, especially the PVC lines. You're going to get a lifetime structural warranty, yep. but you're also uh, like you're covered in a, in a variety of different ways. I want to, I don't want to give away the next thing on the list, but um, the warranty is going to ensure that you're going to have a product that you've paid for. It's going to, it's going to uphold its self. Yeah. It's not going to fall apart and rot away. Yeah. And if it does, for some reason, you have a manufactured defect, you're covered. You're not going to get that with the softwood deck. Even in year one. Like oh. when we did our warranty episode, it was like, you have really good coverage by everybody for f- sort of the first five years, right? And yep. in wood, it's like, you don't have coverage after it leaves the lumber yard. Yeah. It's like, it's over. That's that's done deal. So uh, throw a little bit of G-tape on top of your joist before you put that composite down and now all of a sudden your frame lasts you know 25 30 50 years as well yeah there's so. things you can do to help the wood underneath last as long as the stuff on top for yeah. sure yep uh number five is more of a contractor benefit i think uh we discussed but speed of install so this one can be debated oh, yeah, a little like, bit depending but homeowner one too because then you're not without whoever the installer is i guess is benefiting from this but also sure yeah you can build like if you're waiting for somebody to finish building your deck and the guy's out there for one day doing decking versus three days doing decking. Yeah. So there is that component to it. And what we meant here is that typically with a wood deck, you're going to put down two screws per joist on every board and it takes a little bit longer. If you're using a composite system, you're probably using a clip system, which means one screw per joist. Yep. And there's also the fact that it's much more true and straight and dimensionally consistent than lumber could ever be. So there's no fighting the boards for the most part, right? You're just kind of putting it in. The, the measuring is easier. The install is easier. You're not bending boards in a place. like it. So it goes a lot faster for the most part. Yeah. I now feel like we've had some boards that have been pretty wonky, but I think that's maybe like we might be able to blame ourselves on that because we didn't stack it properly in the yard, right? So then it got a little bit deformed. Well, they've got their tolerances too, right? When it comes off the line of the extruder, they have a tolerance that says it can be you know, it can have a bit of a curve to it to a certain extent. But the other thing yeah. too, is it's also easier to work to push into play. Like yeah, yeah. if it does have a little bit of curve to it, like one guy can just push that in while he puts this faster and it's not a big deal. Yes. Would you like, you might need tools or you need a guy sitting there. Or you yeah, need a wrench. Yeah. Something to leverage it into place, whatever it might be. Yeah. So speed of install, assuming that you're not getting all fancy with it. And if you're gonna start doing picture frames and inlays that you wouldn't have done on a wood deck, well, that obviously takes some time. But if we're just talking yeah. about a straight lay, your number of screws is cut in half. So that alone is going to speed things up. Yep. So, uh, number six is the long-term cost. And so what we're talking about here is sure up front, obviously composites are more money than wood decks, but over the lifespan of the, de- of the deck, it's going to cost you a lot less for a couple of reasons. One is maintenance. So you don't have the annual maintenance cost. You at most might have to bring out your pressure washer once or yep. twice a year. Like I've got a composite deck. I don't even do that. I have never washed mine. <laughs> so not it one rains. Time. Yep. And that does the work for me. Yep. Um, but with a wood deck, if you want it to last and continue to look good, you've got to maintain it. So every year you're putting a few hours into it and a few dollars into it. Yes. With a can of oil and some time in an afternoon or whatever the case might be. Yep. Maybe you have to sand it down. You might have to fix some cracks or some boards. Maybe or- replace one board because it like, it, you know, a big knot fell out and yep. now you're, it's a toe stubber. And maybe right? you're not handy or capable or of the age that allows you to get down your hands and knees and do this work. So now you're hiring somebody and that's going to cost you. So let's say you do that and you're spending 500 bucks a year maintaining your deck because you're paying somebody to come oil it. Uh, That eventually adds up. And so the studies that we've read have said around that nine year mark is kind of the break even point where if you're maintaining your wood deck properly, you're going to end up spending as much money by year nine as you did or would have with the comps deck up front. But the difference too, is that that wood deck at year nine is probably getting pretty close to replacement time. Well, it's half. It's like, and the third composite deck still got like, it's a, it's only a third of the way through its life at best. Yeah. The at, wood at deck. Worst, yeah. Let's should say, let's say the wood deck lasts 20 years, right? So, so you're going to replace the wood deck half. two and a half times, three times in the time that a composite deck would have lasted under warranty. Yes. And so there you go. Right. Plus the maintenance costs. So around that year nine mark, it's like you've, now you're making money, right? Yep. Shopping math. There's a selling, there's a selling feature. <laughs> oh yeah. This thing, the deck pays you at year 10. <laughs> starts to, okay. Yeah. Start Good. to uh, deposit it right back into your checking account. You must've told your wife that you were recording a podcast. She didn't believe you. So she logged on Instagram and oh, now yeah, she's watching she you. So Hi. she's in here now. <laughs> um, uh, number, did you have something to add on that? 
I did. I was going to mention briefly about the flipping of houses. Did you, did we earmark that somewhere else? Uh, yeah, we did. And did we talk about it or not? Uh, we haven't yet. We're going to get there. It's the next one. Good. Settle down. Well, this is, this is how they rolled <laughs> off my tongue on the list. This I is, guess. It's just going through your brain again. Uh, yeah. So we, so long-term cost. Number seven, you'll be shocked, is resale value slash home value. Oh, yeah, great what idea. It does, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think of that one before, hey? Um, so long-term, what we're talking about here is that stats, statistics say that when you install a composite deck, it's going to maintain over the life of itself 80 plus percent of its value. Yeah. So if you put in a $10,000 composite deck, when you go to sell that home in year five, 10, 15, doesn't matter, you're going to get back eight to $10,000 of that like all of your money or yep. just barely all what you spent on it. A wood deck does not do that. It maintains like 30% of its value for the first five years. And then it's basically nothing. <laughs> you get nothing yeah, back on it. Yeah, you know it. what? It could actually also be seen as a negative, It right? can be a deterrent. It's a job. Yeah, it like... Not all millennials think like this, but I know for sure that... All millennials. <laughs> yeah, they do. I think that when you walk outside and you look at a house, it's not your first reaction isn't like, oh, nice, it has a deck. It's like, oh, no, I might have to do something back here. That's 100%. When somebody's looking at a house, there, there's always, like when you buy an, a new used house, new to you used house, you're always kind of looking to be like, ah, what are we going to have to do? So people always want to do something. They want to paint a room. They want to yeah. well, change you have to the make flooring. It your own, right? Yeah. You change the cabin, so whatever it might be. If the deck is on that list, if they, like, so there's two reactions. There's walk into the deck, into the backyard, and there's a nice composite deck that still looks new because it's composite and it continues to look new all the time. And people are like, wow, like, this is awesome. We have a, like, a deck we can come back and sit here and enjoy the sun, have a couple of beers, do the barbecue. Yes. This is a great space. This will add to our It's like life. an entertaining space all of a sudden built in for you. Right? Yeah, that's right. Option two is you walk back there and it's a wood deck that wasn't maintained properly and you look at it and be like, ugh. Right. This so, is a $15,000 cost. I guess in now. my head, job. what happens is you walk out there and you see the cedar deck that has been maintained. And I think to myself, oh, that's really pretty, right? So but it can it, be for sure. If it has not been maintained, then absolutely. it's a That's a detriment. But even house. if it has been maintained to a potential buyer of your house, they may look at it and be like, Oh boy, I wonder how much work that takes to keep it looking that good. Right. And my brain, <laughs> my, like mine wouldn't work that way. I'd walk back there. I would see it and be like, Oh, that's really pretty. Yeah. Maybe and it might I'd not come away to you. And might, then yeah, homeowner might not spring, think about what it took to keep it like oh, that. Right? Oh no, I got to go get this stain and do this. Yeah. Blah, blah. Um, but that said, I do believe that if you're going to be in the house for less than nine years, like if I was personally flipping a house, if I bought one and was just going to turn it over and try to resell that really quickly, I, I wouldn't put composite on it. I would do treated. I'd flip the house. I'd flip the deck. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a quick flip, Two if you're years. flipping a house, sure. Yep. Yeah. Cause within Is that first couple of years, it's still going to look okay. A wood deck's still going to look okay. Yeah. But beyond three, four years, Unless you're planning on doing some work. It's lost its value. Yeah. Okay. Um, White's deck design on Instagram watching us live here is saying, yes, ROI is a huge selling point. It yeah. is. It's one of the biggest ones. Yep. So um, number eight, this is more of a contractor focused benefit as well, but it's that composite decks. Do you like how I flip back and forth? Yeah. I need to get dual citizenship. It's not as easy as you think. My in-laws just got I've it. I've heard. Your like, in-laws just got it? They are dual citizens. Done deal. Like you're like... Marty and Amy. Amy. Yeah. Okay. Done. You said in-laws. I already went to your wife's parents for some reason. I forgot that other <laughs> people can be your in-laws. <laughs> they don't have to be just parents. What did you call your your ex-father-in-law? That was yesterday you were telling the story about your ex-father-in-law. Mm -hmm. And I could not process that. Like you said that to me. I was like, yeah, my ex-father-in-law. Yeah. And you was were like, like, you can like, figure who I was who, talking about. Uh, was that... Your mom's. Did you and your wife what? split? No, no, no. <laughs> I could not. Well, yeah. the first one, yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. So they got it, and it took them. I want to say that it was a. It was a ten-year process for them to get that. They got the holy card smokes, and then, yeah, and it cost them a fortune. Blah blah blah. Your wife chimed in and says, "Yep, Amy and Marty. Nope, not the parents. Yeah, so she's watching. So you can't just go get an American citizenship. <laughs> like I can't just be like, hey, I said a word the way you guys like yeah, to yeah. say it. So where's my? No, she had to. Where's my passport? She had to like. So Amy was talking about the test she took, and it was a 
It was extensive, man. You had to learn a whole bunch of American history. and So that's the funny thing about those citizenship tests is that most citizens would fail them. Absolutely. <laughs> like you want to write a I test on Canada? Canadian like, citizenship? Not a chance I'd pass yeah. that. Yeah. No way. What percentage so, of the population is French speaking? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Montreal. What? <laughs> yeah. That's not a percentage. Oh, shoot. I got that wrong. Uh, number eight, profitability. So for the installer, we're talking about this is now? one of my, this is uh, one of the things that I think is really important to, to share with contractors and to maybe change the mindset of how you sell composite decking. So obviously you're not going to tell your customer about this. You're not going to say to them, it's like, listen, you should do a composite deck because I'm going to make more money. But when you're doing it, you should be thinking to yourself, I'm going to make more money. And so this is just simply based on the idea of if you add margin or markup to your materials to sell to your customer. So I would say that is probably an industry standard that you would charge 10 to 15% uh, like just a markup, right? So if you pay, pay a thousand dollars, you sell it for 1100 and then that's just how it goes. So why would you not want to sell the more expensive product? If you're just simply doing a, a markup on that, you, like you're, it's more profitable. Yeah, that's it. It's not. It's not rocket science. It's not hard. And I don't think people should be as afraid, a scared, is what I was gonna say. I don't think people should be a scared to make money. And it, part of it can go back to the speed of install point we made earlier too. So on the same size of deck, if you can, if you're busting out your tire claw gun or your cam wedge that allows install to go a lot faster, then like you may make more money just because it takes you less time on the job site as well. Like installing aluminum railing in a composite deck is probably faster than installing wood railing and a wood deck. Yes. Like you get a panelized rail system in there too, along with the composite, like depends on how much of the extra features you're doing. Right. Like, like, you know, like the picture frame borders and inlays and stuff, but of course you're upcharging for those things. So there's an opportunity to make money there as you well. You should be. But, yeah. And, and, it's okay that you make more money because if you're going to put a picture frame on a composite deck, you're using a $600 track saw, not a $50 skill saw. Yeah. That shit doesn't come free, right? The saw blades that go on the track saw aren't $7 saw blades. That's right. $50 saw yeah, blades, exactly. right? Yeah. And so make some money. It's like, that's okay to make money. I was having a conversation with a guy last night about this and it was like, it's got to be cheaper. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be less money for composite and more money for labor. And it's like, no, it can be more money for material and it can be more money for labor. That's okay. It's the lumberyard should make money and the contractor should make money and that, and the homeowner should have a really nice project when it's done. Yeah. And that's it. So yeah, probably the guys that sell like Ferraris make more money than the guys who sell Fords. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you're just a, you're more qualified. You're, you're selling a higher ticket item. People are expecting to pay more because it's a luxury item. Like, and you don't sell as many. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't see a guy crush 50 Ferrari sales in a month. That's right. So, uh, number nine is vendor support and like the, the loyalty programs. We've got a comment here from Eric on Instagram says, I have a supplier that will always redirect the client towards the cheaper product. Why? Yeah. Find a new supplier. Find a new supplier. <laughs> Absolutely. Like for real, get no a joke. new supplier. Yeah. Just like, and or then you when do the selling. Yeah. And then when they call you and they're like, Hey, what's going on? Why are you not, why are you not here anymore? I was like, because every time I sent a customer there, you took money out of my pocket. Yeah. I sent them in there to pick out a Trex transcend product and you talked them into doing cedar treated vision. Yeah. <laughs> like, yikes. Uh, vendor support loyalty programs. So what I'm talking about here is that if you have a problem with a piece of material or something to that effect where you need to get hold of the company to wish for some help with something, there's actually a company that stands behind the product. There's not, it's not just like, Oh, where'd this wood come from? I don't know. The forest. Who knows? What? It came like it soaked in Nevada chemicals from somewhere. And then it came here. And in addition to that, the fact that when you install these decks with most companies, they have some sort of loyalty or kickback or contractor program that you can enroll in. And so now you install these decks and it, and it, there's a benefit to you long-term on this. You may get cash back. You may get help with marketing. You may get all sorts of things. You don't get that installing pressure treater decks. Ever. There's nobody there behind you supporting you or doing anything. Like with good you. or bad, right? And perfect like, timing. Here's Trex. Here's Rob from Trex. Yeah. As we're talking about the loyalty programs, because Trex got a great one. Yeah. Uh, you don't like you install a pressure treater deck and then you turn over your shoulder and you look, be like, 
all right, who's going to pat me on the back? Where do Nobody. I put in my points? <laughs> no points. Uh, none. You just go build the next deck. Yeah. So with these programs though. And do it fast because you're doing them cheap because you yep. built a cheap when deck. When it comes time to wrap your trailer, you're, you don't turn to the <laughs> pressure tree guy and be like, hey, you hey, got any micro money pro, to wrap my uh, yeah, micro pro Sienna? No, you, they don't. Uh, they don't have do that? that. Nope. You have a problem with the board and you need it replaced. There's no like phoning up the lumber yard mill and be like, yeah. hey, uh, yeah, it just doesn't happen. I think the treatment on this board is a little bit lighter than the treatment on the other board. Yeah. Buy another board. Yep. So no support when you're doing that stuff. So it's nice to be able to kind of be backed. And it's becoming a bigger thing. Like the, the manufacturers and vendors are getting closer relationships with the contractors. They want to be helping those guys out a little bit more. And so it's only widening the gap between the support you get with composite or PVC products versus wood. Yeah. It feels like this week there was, um, everybody who was in the loyalty program was on a trip somewhere, right? Like, yeah. Trex is doing a lot of their trips right now. Trex did their pro summit. Timber tech did theirs. I saw that decorators had some guys down at a ball game. Yeah. So like, so, why, but why did you see the, the pressure treated summit that there? I didn't. You missed that one? I must have must mm. not been following that account. Yeah, Which no, account was that? Uh, it's on MySpace, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, number 10, the obvious one again, no slivers, splinters, or cracking. So this is a common thing with wood. And this is what, like, so this is a safety thing, first and foremost. So if you've got young kids, you don't want them out there and come running inside screaming because they got a big chunk of wood under their toenail or in the bottom of their foot or something. So that's the first potential issue. Yeah, is. I don't know. I think that... More kids could stand to have some slivers. <laughs> you want to see kids toughen up again? Well, it's like they could use some toughening up. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. We gotta, off to number ten. Then. Yeah, we got a we got a bubble wrap society. Yep. But this is not just you know kids. what? This is not just kids. It's everybody. It's everybody. You're, you have a pool, and yep. everybody's in bare feet. You have a, having a party. You got some friends and family over. Like older people can also get slivers. It and sucks. It's like and slivers nobody has any fun when it happens, yep. and. The second part to that is if you've ever had a sliver from a chunk of pressure treated lumber, oh, man. if you don't get that thing out, it festers because you're like, you basically injected yourself with chemicals. Yeah. And so they're not fun slivers to get either. Yeah. Um, but the other part of that too is just the aesthetic of it. If your board starts popping knots and curling out chunks of lumber and slivering things and splintering at yeah, the ends or, of the board or, or cracks and checks and whatever cups, else and your right? four like, by fours get splits up the middle of them yeah. they're all checked and everything just aesthetically it doesn't look as nice and that all happens right away like that's a result of the board drying out and yeah. that doesn't take eight years that takes nope. eight days yep so you install your deck and you're like sweet get out there and all of a sudden one of your railing posts is cracked up the middle of it and it's like Oh, oh, I wish I would have turned that the other way. Jeez. <laughs> right. It always cracks on the side. So then you call your those. pressure treated rep. Nope. Nope. And then you claim it under warranty. Nope. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, there's just that part of it. Right. So it's safer. It looks nicer long-term, but it's also just safer for everybody. Yeah. No cracks, no splinters, no slivers. What's a fun sliver says Eric. Did we say the words fun sliver or is he just being like, like no slivers, there's, no, there's no sliver fun. Is a fun he's like, sliver. does that imply that there's some that are fun? Might have been a language barrier on that one. He might have <laughs> yeah, messed that, that up. Lost in translation. <laughs> um, the fun sliver is one that is not in your foot, would be my guess. That's true. <laughs> if yeah. there was a sliver in Shane's foot, that would be That'd a fun be sliver. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 11 is better traction. And this one comes with a bit of asterisk beside it as well. Sure. Um, because wood can be slippery. It can also have some traction to it. But it can, yeah, depending on the wood, may have some traction to it. But there's some composites out there that would be slipper, more slippery. I was about to try to say slipperier. slipperier. <laughs> I, like, I saw in the future and I was like, I'm going to trip over that one. So, But some composites can be more slippery, right? Like if we're yep. talking about like a fiber on Ipe out of the horizon line, like that's pretty slick when it gets water on it or a little layer of frost or something like that. Uh, wood's going to be a little bit better traction there, but you've at least got the option of getting some boards that have better traction in the composite line. So on the lower end boards, that might be a TimberTech terrain line board is not yes. bad for traction. But if you get up into the PVC brands even, or a decorator's voyage or something like that, the yeah. traction is insanely good. Yeah. Then better than wood. Yeah. Better than concrete. There's no such thing as pressure to you that has insanely good traction. I nope. guess is our point. You just settle yeah. for like, it's okay. Yeah, some people put that stuff on, it's called deck coat. Don't do that. I did. Don't do <laughs> Yeah. Deck Don't coat. do that. Well, the deck but over. It's, 
Deck over error deck overs. It's the worst. Yeah, look up the reviews on Home Depot's website for that. On Earth, like nobody gets even a full season out of it. They're awful. It's awful. So if you but, find some product that's like, yeah, you just paint it on and it gives you grip. So it doesn't. Mm. The reason that doesn't work is the product separates from the board, right? So you get, yep. especially in Canada, we get pretty rapid freeze thaw cycles, and so the moisture gets in between that the layer of paint. And the board and it freezes, the water expands, and then there it is. Like it breaks, it breaks away from the wood. Yeah, it just doesn't work in most climates. So that's what that's it. Yeah, you don't have a freeze thaw cycle. It might work a little bit better, but it's it doesn't work here. Yep, that's right. So better traction potentially. Uh, number twelve, we're getting there. Here we it's go. a big list. Oh, yeah, it was number, number twelve is creativity, and this is again has a bit of an asterisk to it. You can get creative with wood. Yes. You're probably not going to with a pressure treated deck because chances are if you're doing pressure treated, it's because you're trying to save money somewhere. So saw, then you're not going to pay somebody to do a bunch of creative features on it. I saw a, a friend of mine in Saskatoon. I want to say this was like four or five years ago. Um, they had bought a treated deck. They let it season one season and then they bought two colors of stain and they picture framed their deck and then they stained the picture frame a different color and stained the interior one color. So they like, they kind of created a two-tone deck. I had but seen one like that too where somebody did cool. brown pressure treated in the middle and did, did a double cedar border I think as well okay. and that kind of looked cool. Sure. So you can do a little bit there but what we're talking about here is the back to the color options you can get a little bit more creative with colors yep. so if you want a, a reddish deck with a blue border on it like knock your socks off you can do that with a composite board you like again unless you're going to paint the decking which you don't want to do you can't do that with wood. Yeah. But also you can heat and bend most composite deckings or PPC deckings. So you can get a little bit more creative with your shapes. Yeah. You can do some curves functionality and- of your space, play with the yard a little bit. There's different dimensions now. And sure. Some lumber does come in different dimensions, but treated lumber like decking generally comes in five quarter by six. Yeah. Period. Yep. You can maybe if you wanted to play with some two by four and two by six, you could get, Play with some dimensions, but well, the part that's really nice about wood is you can rip it and router it. You could cut it, but then you got to treat that edge, and it's not the same. As soon as you cut that tree, yeah. like so, you, it takes more work to get there. But you could do it. A lot of the companies now, I shouldn't say a lot, a couple companies now, decorators, timber tech, etc., are now coming out with multi-width boards. Yeah. So three and a half inch, five and a half inch, seven and a quarter inch wide boards. Yeah. So the creativity comes out of the box. You can start playing with that stuff a little bit. So that's easy. Yeah. In line as well as the color thing. Yeah. Right? And I'm kind of still like, I still like the idea of being a craftsman. So I kind of like the idea of taking lumber and doing that, like routering it. And I don't know that I would, but I like the idea of it. Yeah. Certainly we're not suggesting that you can't be creative with wood, just that there's more options for creativity with like, if you want to build a a curved wood deck, there's only so much you can do. Yes, that's right. Like you have to, you can't really do a curved picture frame to an extent. You want to start steam bending lumber. Sure. You may be able to get something there, but you're just like, it doesn't have the same aesthetic and look as a curved composite deck. PPC deck. Yeah. Yeah. Or something with like multiple colors running through it. Yeah. So, or it just takes more work. Yeah. You know that the timber tech deck where they did, um, maybe it was the wall that I saw, but it's also been, a. um, it's been a deck and the wall at the IBS last year and Sean from premier outdoors has done this with decorators. You just mix and match the colors. Like it's nearly impossible to do that with wood. The yeah. multi colors, <laughs> multi widths. Like, certainly could do it. If you want to sit there and stain a yeah. hundred different boards, six different colors and try to, then do that you're talking you 32 hours yeah, exactly. a year. Yeah, right? Can you imagine <laughs> then restaining that? It's one thing to do it before you install it. Yeah. But can you imagine then going back and being like, Oh boy, I got to, Tape all these boards off. And what, a, what a terrible idea this was. Like, what was I doing? Last option, number 13 that we talked about here, and it took us a while to get to it, but it's always one of the top ones, is that these composite decks, for the most part, have a green story behind them. So environmentally friendly because oh, yeah. they're taking plastic out of the landfills for the most part. A lot of these products are 90 plus percent recycled content in them. I think they should start trying to take plastic out of the oceans. Yeah, let's get not it out worry there about too. the landfills. Let's get right to the ocean. Have you seen? There's a I can't remember what it's called, but there's a guy. Probably more than one guy now, but no, I don't see this because they want to talk about Greta Thunberg instead. Right. So there's a guy who's doing way more good than her, and he is. I can't remember what it's called. I wish I could remember it right now, but he's built these boats. Yep. He's got an organization, and they they basically like they sweep waterways. So this boat goes over and it like 
it kind of like scoops up all the surface trash off the waterways and then like loads it in the back, whatever. It's like a garbage truck boat. Yeah. And, and it's not impossible to drive these things around either because so the currents in the ocean sort of pile the plastic up in, in certain spots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's they, like, it all just kind of ends up in one spot. Not, yep. That's not totally true. That's not factual, but it's like there are certain places where the garbage that is in the ocean accumulates. And so yep. you can drive your garbage boat through there. Sure. Pick it up. And so the benefit of, of a composite deck, the reason why it's an environmentally friendly message is because most of the board is coming from that stuff. Yeah. Like the trash. So your old grocery bags and your old milk jugs and your old stuff, whatever. I can't remember what, um, I can't remember what plastic codes they use. It's like, mm. it's like two and five or something like that, or stuff that can become decking. Yeah. Uh, HDPE plastic. But we've been to the Fibron plant who also recycles their own plastic on site. Like we've been invited to the tracks one too, but declined. Yeah. It just didn't work time-wise. We'll get there. Um, but I don't know that Trex has their own recycling of plastic anyway, do they? I'm know. not sure. I, I know that like that. Timber Tech didn't have that, but the cool thing about the fire plant is that they had a recycling plant right there. And so you got to walk through that and see these bales upon bales, upon bales, upon bales of plastic garbage that had come out of landfills that were going to then be sorted, cleaned, melted down, pelletized and thrown into a incinerator of sorts melted down turned into a deck board that's cool it's like there's an entire warehouse of these bales of plastic and it was like it was a good news story just being in there yeah because that's it otherwise it's in the ocean it doesn't like, break down like, right it doesn't go anywhere so there's a green message and then also the filler inside of them too that is typically recycled wood sawdust yeah so it's it's mostly recycled. A lot of the manufacturers of composite decks, if they get a board that doesn't pass a quality test, they throw it back in the grinder, they grind it up, put it back in. Yeah. There's next to zero waste when they're creating this stuff. So it's a good news story all around. And then so you're kind of saving some forestry as well. You know yep. what I mean? Not like cutting down not, new not trees down for the it. trees. And, and it lasts forever, right? Like we said, you're going to build three pressure treated decks in the lifespan of a composite deck. So that's that's three times you tapped into the forest to pull some lumber out. Yep. Whereas the composite deck, bit of framing, sure. But you can go steel though. You could. Or aluminum. And that would be recycled. But easy to uh, to be proud of yourself getting a product that's been made from recycled. Yeah. And then goods. also maybe a good selling tip as a contractor, right? Yep. Like, yep. So a good point here by, I don't know if I'm saying it right, by Mitcon Dex on our live Instagram-y thing here. People are Mentioned there, the yeah. fasteners. So oh, this yeah. a, let's go number 14 then. Sure. Uh, hidden fasteners slash cortex for composites is a nice feature. Absolutely. Versus a screw that you see. Like, yep. so camo has done a good job of their, like the camo screws that people have seen. But even when you get to the edge of the deck, you still have to face screw something. Right. Cortex, totally hidden. And so if we're talking about some wood products, like if we go back to hardwoods, you can, there's plugs for those kinds of things. It's yes. softwoods, the plugs don't work because they end up swelling or breaking or whatever, because it's just not dense enough. Yeah. They absorb to a moisture and they pop. Um, and so to your point, you could camel them down on the edges of the board to hide the fasteners that way. Sure. Yep. But there are some... Craig kind of cool, more innovative products for composites than there are for installing wood decks. Yeah. So 13 and a half reasons. No, that's a full reason. Oh, a full fast. reason right there? Yeah. We touched on why it a little bit. A we just didn't talk about the hidden part of it. We did talk about the speed of install with clips versus screwing stuff down back on number five, but aesthetically, yeah. some cooler options there as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, Mikon, for the suggestions on the podcast. <laughs> See, that's all you have to do to get on this podcast is get on. We've, we don't usually run the lives. This is kind of a first thing we're doing here. But yeah. uh, check out the studio. Hey, we got the gear all here. How was the... Oh, got to move this stuff pretty soon over to our new location. How was the turnout? What did you have on there? Um, Hovered around like 8 to 10 for quite some time, tailing off now. There's probably like 20, 25 different people that popped in and out, though. Okay. So not bad. Good. Uh, what else? What do you got going on? We are working feverishly. We were over it Saturday. We're working feverishly to get our, our new location set up here. So definition of a small business, when the owners are over there painting and scraping. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so, I like, yeah, I drove out to Round Lake today to pick up some scaffold. Yeah, you did a road trip. I forgot all about that. So you were on the road for a bit. Yeah, left this morning, drove out, picked up the scaffold, came back, scraped a Cement wall. <laughs> Scraped a cement wall, spray painted it. I put a couple of coats of paint in the walls. Trying to get our new location ready for the end of the month here. I, so we've, we've hired a few people. We've got a, a few employees on. I think one of the things that I want to not do in 2020 is I don't want to clean toilets anymore. 
I feel like in year five of owning this business, I just, that's it. I think like, I don't know. You know, when At you've some made point, it, when you don't have to clean the toilets anymore, I, like, you make it. I think it's important to be involved in the business and like maybe mop the floors and like help the guys sell stuff. But I cleaned, I cleaned a toilet yesterday and I think that was the one I think it, um, that was the last toilet you were cleaning. <laughs> Not like at the store. I think that's the last time I'm going to clean the toilet at the store. I'm just going to talk to the guys and be like, here's the deal. Like I signed the, you paycheck. make more money than me. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. you guys well, can clean the toilet. Whatever. It's like, <laughs> I like, I'm all for helping. I don't mind washing the floors and I don't mind loading lumber and I don't mind, you know, driving out to do a delivery if, if they want me to, or stepping in on a sale. But I don't know the small business part of it. It's it, there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And so, yeah, I think this year, the, myself from. the reason that we're hiring some of these people in positions that we're doing is to be able to kind of get out of the day to day stuff and work on the business a little bit more, even in the heat of the season. And so like part of that's going to be like, yeah, maybe, maybe you're not, the owner's not scrubbing toilets when there's other capable people around that can yeah. be one of the day to day tasks you let go and then surprise them once in a while and go in there and clean it up real good. Yeah. But then try to not be angry about it. But you like, also got to promise not to be the guy who blows it up. Right. You don't want to be that guy thing. where it's like you go in there after taco Tuesday, kaboom. And then be like, not my job. Not my job. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, anything else for today's podcast? There was 13 and a half reasons why you might want to consider spending a little bit more on I can't a composite you're calling debt. that a half reason. That's a whole reason we opened the store. I only give it a half because I think it's going to make for a catchier title and it wasn't on the sheet at first. So it is the whole reason we started the store. <laughs> so yeah. maybe we should count it as two, 15 reasons. <laughs> These people hanging around, what's the 15th reason? Yeah. They didn't realize there was a two for one in there. Um, Next week, we're trying to line up an interview with Cascade Fence and Deck. What did you do? So that? that was supposed to be this week. I'm out. You know what? Here, I'm out next okay. week. Okay. Why? Just because. I'm on the road. Fine. Um, <laughs> I meant to mention this today, and we'll talk about it again next week, but I haven't had a chance to go through it completely. But Cascade, speaking of these guys, Cascade <gasps> Fence and Deck just recently released a, what were they calling it? A deck guide, essentially. Deck manual, I think they're calling it. They sent that to you. Yeah. So full disclosure, they sent us a copy for free because they are charging for it. They're charging $100, which is next to free to be quite honest. So they did give us to us at no cost, full disclosure. Yep. And I haven't gone through the entire thing, so I can't give you all the details, but if you are running a business that has people that work for you, if, and if you ever going to be hiring somebody, that's uh, Mike from Simcoe. Now that's, he hired a person. Did he? Well, he had, I thought he had a guy. No, he's had a guy that was like kind of part-time last year, but he told me this year that he hired a full-time gig. Good for him. I FaceTimed him the other day. Especially though, if you're going to hire multiple crews, so you're not on there all the time, you're not with your guys all the time and you hire somebody new and they may have the experience of building decks before, but they don't know your way or they're more of a laborer, but you want them to know how things work and operate. And why? One of the biggest, like easiest ways to get there, cost effective ways to get there is to give them a manual that shows how you want them to do it. That is a, holy smokes. Did you hear that? Yeah, it sounds like you're 13 I got and really a half. Excited, 13 and a half. <laughs> got really excited about that. Make a manual for them to follow. That is a gigantic time consuming thing to create a manual on how you want a deck built. Uh, but you don't have to because Cascade has made a manual for their own purposes. They're using it for their people because they do have multiple crews and yeah. they wanted to create their training process to be a little bit more efficient. And so they created this manual. I think it's 35 pages or 30 some pages long. And it's just like, here is step-by-step process on how we pour a pile. Step-by-step process on how you install a ledger board. Step-by-step process on layout. Awesome. Of your framing layout. Step-by-step, like everything is step-by-step. And so it just leaves very little room for miscommunication on this. And then that's fantastic. They released it so that you or anybody can buy it for a hundred bucks. Yep. So I can promise you, they probably put 80 hours into that thing. Easy. Easily. Yep. And so having written, you could make your own. Yeah. Having written only two procedure manuals for, for us this year. Right. Like I've done a couple. One pagers take a couple hours. You've done a ton. One pagers take a couple hours. Yeah. 
So, and this thing includes like some diagrams and whatever, like it's really well put together. I need to get through the rest of it and read the whole thing because he, a while back they were showing, they were Instagramming that they were creating this thing. And I was like, holy smokes, you guys like, that's awesome. Who are you talking to when you do the podcast? Is it Leaf? I don't know who's on that side. I assume so. Yeah. He but seems Louis, like who I, the squidget guy is Louie. And then okay. I don't know. I don't know who I'm talking to. Right. Cascade's going to have to fill us in on that. But anyways, if you like, it's uh, to me, it's a hundred bucks well spent and I haven't even gone through the whole thing, but just looking at the first few pages, I was like, Oh my God, like this is a, this is valuable for a lot of people. Yeah. You'll want to so. breeze through that. Make sure you like read through it before you visit with them next week. Cause you, you could actually pick their brain a little bit. For sure. Yeah. And of course everybody has their own local ways of doing things. So maybe you sure. don't pour piles, maybe you do screw piles. So maybe you buy it and you need to modify it for your own purposes, whatever. But um, whatever. Yeah, Even with a few hours of modifications, the hundred bucks spent is well spent yeah. in my opinion. But obviously you're going to have some, some people are going to buy that or not buy it. They're going to look at it and be like, just hate, right? This is like, this is so brutal. I can't believe it. Why would you ever do this? It's like, I should, fun. I should end this Moving live right along. now. And we should, I should try to find what the link was for that Boom. because <laughs> and it's over. Yeah, Bye. Guys, Cause now, now they have to, now they have to tune in. They can't just watch it all on here. Yeah. Um, Anyways, there's a link. Ask them. They posted about it. Let me see if I can find it real quick. You should fill some more the air with more Simcoe uh, news. I don't know. There is no more Simcoe news. No more Simcoe news. So there's a link you can go to buy this thing. Um, there it is. Deck manual on sale. Cascade Fence and Deck deck manual is on sale. Link in the bio to be directed to the site to purchase. So let's do that. Let's go link. This is on in their the bio. This is their Instagram. It's on Instagram. Okay. Is this link going to go there? It's a short link. At Cascade. I don't even know what this means. This link here, the link that they've posted here is gum, like G like chewing gum, G U M dot C O slash C V D is in dog. Capital B is in Brian, Bob and R. Okay. So gum dot co slash C V D B R. That's like a shortened link for something. Anyways, if you go to that link, um, you can have a quick little preview of their um, deck manual here and you can buy it for a hundred dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. Literally that thing, like if you were to take something like that, implement it and use it to train your crews, that is invaluable. <laughs> you, <laughs> you save a hundred dollars for the first person you teach and then everything after that, you're making money. Yeah, you probably save a lot more than that. And they actually did, I don't know if they're selling this or not, but they have a test that they then test their new guys on as well. Sweet. So they read this manual and then it's like, take the test. Good for them. So great idea. Um, that's it for us today, I think, right? Happy Saturday. Am I right on that? Happy Saturday. <laughs> uh, Happy leap year, man. That doesn't It is a leap year. Is that today? Year? February 29th? It is today. So you're probably not listening to this on February 29th, but some people are, watched it. Happy leap year. Pretty cool. You've been listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Ultimate Deck Podcast. Brought to you by the Ultimate Deck Shop. Shop with us at www.ultimatedeckshop.com or check us out at all the social networks we can keep up with. Hit us up for any collaboration or sponsorship opportunities. Thanks for listening.